there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. And there is breaking news that Ben Doak, the young former Celtic player at Liverpool, he has collapsed on the pitch just in the last few moments. That's just flashing up just now. Obviously, we hope that he is okay. We'll bring you more news as it comes in. He's a wonderful young talent. They love him at Anfield, what they've seen of him, and there's more to come. But that's just breaking news just now. Uh, Andy Walker, it flashed up a moment or two ago, worrying, but we don't know anything else at the moment. We don't know much else at the moment, and we're, we're just hoping that he'll be uh, he'll be back to full fitness. I think he has made it back to his feet, but they they were just uh, erring on the side of caution, and they took him off immediately. Probably he's in the best possible hands, yeah. obviously, with the medical staff that they have at Liverpool and at all the top clubs. Well, that's just breaking just now at five. Good evening, everyone. I'm Paul Cooney. You heard Andy Walker there, Scottish Cup winner and winner of many other things as well. And with us, somebody who is heading to Hamden either on the 29th or the 30th of April. We're so proud of him and we're delighted. It's the captain of Falkirk, our own Stephen McGinn. Stephen, congratulations from everybody. Uh, thanks, Paul. Uh, good reception. I came in. We bit embarrassed by the. What happened? Yeah. Uh, standing yeah. ovation from the staff. So uh, thanks, thanks to everyone for that. But yeah, it's a it's a strange feeling. Um, obviously, really excited to to be going to Hamden. But there's a lot of relief in it. I mean, we spoke a lot about what an opportunity it was to get to Hamden, and just the relief that we didn't let it pass us by. And you missed Celtic. You missed Rangers. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, we, we'll be as delighted as Inverness are. I mean. Let's be honest, you, you get Celtic or Rangers in the semi-final and, and the cup run's pretty much over. Uh, we've got a chance of playing in the Scottish Cup final and got to be honest, uh, even in my wildest dreams, you're not expecting that when you sign up for League One Falkirk at the start of the season. Andy, he's got a big chance. Falkirk have got a big chance of winning. Oh, definitely, especially on the evidence of last night. I thought after uh, you know going to go behind, they absolutely uh, deserve to win. It was a really good response from them. And uh, Inverness, Cali Thistle are definitely beatable at Hamden. Yep, it was. Uh, I got in and Akinyemi had scored already, Stephen, by the time after the programme last night. And I was like, oh, OK, uh, much as we love, especially we, we know uh, Aidan McAdam, great young keeper, did well. So I thought 1-0, Stephen, what's going to happen? And then 1-1, and then the penalty. What did you think at that point, Chris Maguire? Stepped up, hit the post. I, I played with Chris Maguire um, through the youth levels at Scotland and he's such a clean striker of the ball. Um uh, honestly, I, I could have been physically sick at, at one each in the game. I thought we've we've got them here, yeah. and I, I honestly, I mean, Andy will probably have that, had this feeling. And you just think you're, we're, there's only one winner here. We're going to win this game. They have a long free kick from deep, and they win a penalty, and it's you're, you're scunnered to be honest. But then when it comes off the post. Um, yeah, I mean, you just think that there's no way we're not winning this now. I, I thought your keeper did well. I thought that just that little point that he gave to Chris Maguire, go on, put it to my left. 
And sure enough, he did, but maybe he gave it a bit more, came crashing off the post. And I just couldn't believe he immediately touched the rebound. And apparently, he did not know the rule. I mean, that's no. something you learn as a... As a schoolboy, would he maybe get caught up in the moment, Andy, and think, oh, surely not? It's not really, just no. you had the post, and it's so clean, yeah, that uh, you know, you know, you're you're committing an offence. It was a remarkable incident. When it comes off the post, you're actually you're almost shouting him, please, t- please touch that, because you always, <laughs> you know that when he touches it, you just run straight to the ref, and just that relief of, I mean, it, it probably on the night, it, it was always going to be a kind of one goal uh, winner, and. I, it'd have been a lot big ass for us to come back for there so uh, what a relief and you just think let's go and win this now and what a strike by Kai Kennedy I know it got that uh, deflection and you feel I think you feel sorry for Masonda but that was it did you realise then I knew there was still some time to go but you, did you feel we were on the way to Hamden yeah I mean as I said from from well when we scored one each you have that feeling but then expect when the penalty comes off the post and I think Kai doesn't shoot enough um, the manager's on him all the time to get more shots away and Akinyemi gets his shot away in the first half it takes a deflection goes in Kai gets his shot away deflecting he goes in and yeah what a feeling it was when, when you see it hit the net after hearing that from his yeah. Hamden what you see him at uh, from his captain what you see him at Hamden he'll be shooting for 30-40 yards the whole the whole night he was the most relieved man after the draw because Rangers if we'd drawn Rangers he wasn't able to play so he was thinking the chances first time at Hamden and get Rangers and wouldn't be able to play so delighted for the wee man do you know, we're about seven minutes in and we haven't mentioned there's the small matter. This is how important you're becoming, Stephen, at Falkirk and with us. Rangers Celtic are playing in the Cup semi-final. We talked about it last night. It could be three times in two months. It is going to be. Andy, can you believe it? In the semi-final, they meet again at Hampden. What do you feel about it? I feel Celtic will go into it as favourites and uh, I don't think there's any fear there. Um, I think Rangers would have preferred anything else but I think Celtic will just take anything in their stride at the moment they're so strong they're so confident and uh, they'll go into the game as favourites and for Michael Bale though we know a cup win is uh, it, it's massive for him as part of the rebuild the rebuild is happening and it's going to have to happen anyway but how how important for him is it to try and get this win in the semi-final yeah, I mean, I can remember speaking to Celtic supporters when Ange Postecoglou came in and uh, they wanted to see him put a team together that would beat Rangers. Remember, Rangers had won the league by more than 20 points when, when he came in and uh, they obviously wanted uh, him to win a trophy. But lo and behold, because of the strength of the recruitment, every single player seemed to be a big success and Celtic were able to turn it around in the one season. So I think it shows you that it can be done. And it just puts a bit of added pressure onto Michael Beale and his staff just to get all the recruitment right and get them uh, get them off and running as soon as they come into the building. Stephen, did any part of you want to get Celtic or Rangers? And you know, your, your granddad was chairman of the club. Um, was there part of you thought, mm, now hopefully you will win the semi, but if you didn't, you, you might have had a chance now to play against, well, your old boyhood no, team? No, to be no. honest, no. <laughs> I mean... I mean, obviously you can't you can't say you can't beat Celtic or Rangers if we get drawn. You give it your best, but the chances uh, go go far down. Uh, Inverness are going to be a, a tough team to beat. A brilliant win on Friday night against Kilmarnock. But yeah, on, on the Celtic Rangers game, I think I think both clubs will be happy with it. I think uh, obviously Celtic starting to think treble, and Michael Beale will be wanting to to end that dream for for the Celtic players and fans. So um, it's, it's it's almost a final within a semi final. 
and we're still waiting to find out uh, when the games will be played. Uh, probably well, it's either the Saturday or the Sunday. I think the thinking is you'd imagine it will be your game on the Saturday, and then on the Sunday it's uh, the old firm, it's the Derby. But we'll we'll find out soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean we 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 expect to play on the Saturday. Um, expect to be the BBC game and and via play to take the Celtic Rangers game on the Sunday. But I've seen a few things on Twitter about the kilt walk and. So, so you're never sure, sure but yeah. we are expecting to be on a Saturday. Well, I can tell you, see, oh, the kill, uh, we've had no, we've had no notification. <laughs> I think you would know what's going on. Yeah, because we start from Glasgow Green that morning, so it's going to be a busy day. But it's Glasgow Green, and we go right down the Broomalaw. So I don't know, but I would, I don't think that's in the thinking. I think I what it, know. I think yeah. what it does to Falkirk is it, it gives them a wee bit more energy yeah. for their. I'm assuming it's going to be a playoff. I think the mm-hmm. defeat to Dunfermline gives them the type of cushion that will see them. Uh, finish above them but Falkirk now in a strong position to to finish the season with a bang possibly get into the cup final and possibly get in promotion there's so much to play for well, if you want some tickets sorry if you want to speak to the Falkirk <laughs> captain Stephen McGinn he is with us here tonight along with Andy Walker the man who this time last week when I asked him who's going to win you thought well you you played striker you put, at Air United yeah you put yep. your neck on the line and I thought Air would win and when I saw the way the game started after the first 20 minutes, I was thinking, if he had got another goal before half-time, I think they could win this comfortably. But uh, I've got to be honest, and uh, um, I take my hat off to, to Stephen and his, his teammates. Uh, I don't know John McGlynn that well, but I know Paul Smith. I played with Paul at uh, Motherwell. He was a, a strike partner of mine and uh, always enjoyed playing with him. Really nice uh, lad. And I'm, I'm just glad that he's got a bit of success and... He too has got the prospect of uh, taking his team to Hamden in a final. Well, you know the number, 0808 17 17 700. Or join the conversation with Andy and Stephen at Go Football Show. We're here with Macklin Motors. It's uh, Wednesday, isn't it? No, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. We're Tuesday. I started the day. I went to Aberdeen this morning, so they're up there. Uh, Not much about Aberdeen in the news today. For the Tuesday evening edition, it just seemed like Wednesday. Uh, The big game last night has... Ended up with Inverness against Falkirk. And then the draw came out. Uh, Colin Henry, who joined us here in the show um, from the night of Seville when Rangers were there. Uh, and he did the draw and it came out Rangers Celtic. We thought it was going to be the hot balls, cold balls last night, Andy. But uh, I thought Barry was on to HQ, but it didn't yeah. seem, seem to work. No, there's none of that one. And uh, I think it's just it's great for I think it's great for Glasgow to have another yeah. uh, you know Celtic Rangers semi-final. And uh, obviously, fantastic for both Falkirk and Inverness. You're, you're guaranteed one of them in the final. Stevie Clark named his squad today for the upcoming game, Cyprus, and then against Spain. Both games sold out, which is great news. No Lauren Shankland. There's been a, well, we know there's been a little bit of an injury, and he alluded to an issue with Greg Taylor. We're not sure about what that is. But looking at the squad, uh, well, the three goalkeepers uncapped, and that's. Has that ever happened? So we'll get Xander Clark, Angus Dunn and Liam Kelly. Andy, I don't ever remember us going in to a squad with uncapped goalkeepers. No, nor do I. And I think it has been a it's a problem for us because we've we've been blessed with absolutely magnificent goalkeepers. We all know what David Marshall uh, did for Scotland, giving us that special moment. But we've also had Alan McGregor and previously we had uh, Craig Gordon. And now I think it's down to Xander Clark, Angus Gunn and Liam Kelly. I'm sure that uh, Stevie Clark will will opt for Angus Gunn. He's done a he's done a lot. He's gone the extra yard just to get him in the squad. And I think the fact that he talks about, you know, a player just wanting to play international football 
Um, obviously, I uh, played against his dad uh, a number of times. He was he was a quality goalkeeper, and I, I'm just unconvinced uh, just now about uh, about Angus when I've when I've seen him seen him in some games down down south. Because you have seen him, uh, and up top, no Lauren Shanklin. Yeah, we know a bit of an injury, uh, but some good news about Lyndon Dykes, who has been out, but he is back in. Let's hear the manager speaking about the strikers. Lawrence has been. Really good this season. He's had a he's had a good campaign. Uh, I, I look at the forward department. Lawrence was right at the front of my mind. Probably the fact that he's he's picked up a little hamstring or a little injury. I think it's hamstring. Might just dissuade me to, to to go the other way. And obviously I got Lyndon back. I wasn't really expecting Lyndon to be fit. I watched him play for QPR at the weekend. He was on the pitch for 56 minutes and he looked okay to me. So hopefully Lyndon will get some more minutes tonight and at the weekend. Shea and Lyndon have been my, my two go-to strikers, if you like, so I'm, I'm happy to have both of them in the squad. Stephen, what are you thinking up front, Shea and Lyndon? Yeah, uh, they have been his go-to, and he, he really trusts them. Personally, I'm disappointed for Lauren Shankland. He, he has had a great season, and the timing is just terrible to pick up the, the muscle injury just before this squad, so disappointed for him. But yeah, when you hear the kind of troubles about the illness with Lyndon Dykes, you, you do worry. So delighted to see him back fit and available for selection. Andy, what are you, th- what are you feeling about up front? You've also seen uh, Jacob Brown in action. I saw him uh, recently. I saw him at Sunderland and uh, he played sort of right of a three behind the, the main striker. And he did a good job. He's, I think he's only got about five or six goals this season, but he plays pretty much every week. And he is someone that Alec Neal puts in. He's starting a living and he trusts him. Um, the game that a uh, couple of games that I've seen him play, he doesn't have a lot of uh, goal threat, but he's energetic. He's a he's a good size, and um, you know you just want him. You want him to if he does get an opportunity, you want him to do well. You actually want the the squad to get off to a good start. I mean Cyprus and and uh, Spain, I think, are both sellout, and uh, you would expect us to beat Cyprus, and then who knows what you can get against the top dogs because if you can get anything it just gives you a, a, a little boost over the others in the group what a lift that would be you know as you say if we do anything uh, against the Spanish so we mentioned the keepers I'll give you the rest of the squad Grant Hanley Jack Henry Aaron Hickey Nathan Patterson Ryan Portis now at Watford of course Andy Robertson of course Liverpool captain or captain rather Scotland captain Kieran Tierney Stuart Armstrong Lewis Ferguson of course doing so well at Bologna Billy Gilmore now at Brighton Ryan Jack John McGinn your brother of course uh, Callum McGregor Kenny McLean Norwich Scott McTominay of Manchester United Shea Adams Jacob Brown Ryan Christie now at Bournemouth and Lyndon Dykes Stephen you were just saying overall look at that squad compared to say five years ago yeah I mean no disrespect but years ago you're, you're, you're looking at the squad and there's a lot of kind of SPFL players and, the, and you're looking at the standard of club now and these boys have kind of came through it's almost been like a club mentality and they've came through and they've all got good moves and they're all flourishing and it's and it's great for the national team I think when you look Paul at the outfield players there's only Ryan Jack and Callum McGregor who play in Scotland I I thought um, I didn't think Ryan Jack would be in it just because I've been listening to Michael Beale talk about I don't know he's a calf injury or a hamstring injury but he's in he obviously wants to to be a big part and um, as I say, I just hope whoever's chosen, we go off to a really good start and give ourselves a, a platform by beating Cyprus, 
before yeah. we take on uh, the mighty Spain. Ryan Jack, of course, was man of the match last week, wasn't he? But only two players from the Premiership. What does that tell us? And what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Um, I see Craig Levine's been speaking about Celtic and Rangers joining the English Premier League and that would allow our league to thrive. What do you think? Give us a call. Right, what's the situation about Greg Teller? He's not in the squad. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, obviously, I know Greg very, very well. Uh, we have a good relationship. I've had a chat with him and he's, he's fine. So I think there definitely was, yeah, he's in his thoughts, he knows. Here's one other, uh, a few words about the Celtic fullback. Uh, having spoken to Greg, it was, th- there are one or two little issues around that one that's, that's not it's not for me to say. It's a, it's a Celtic matter. It sounds uh, dramatic. Could it just be the fact that he's just back from injury? He doesn't normally start for Scotland, and it could be, in this occasion, give him a few days still well, at his club. I, I think the fact that he's got a good relationship with Stevie Clark helps, because I know that some managers, if, uh, you know, if you're fit, they want you in the squad, uh, even if it means getting 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, or even just travelling and, and, and playing with the team just to show your commitment. So I think the fact that he's got a good relationship with the Scotland manager would help Greg Taylor. I think you make a good point as well. He, he's not going to start. I mean, we've got Andy Robertson, we've got Kieran Tierney, but he's vital for Celtic. He's absolutely vital. I mean, Bernabe he's covered a few times and does good things, maybe not so good things, but there's a, there's a drop-off when, when Greg Taylor's missing for Celtic so I think he'll want to use that time to, use this time to get himself fully fit again and of course it's for the Euro 2024 qualifiers and how much look at how we enjoyed 2020 in 2021 despite the fact we you know didn't get a win but we got there yeah I mean it was, as I said it was a long time getting to yeah. uh, the last Euros but we've got a good chance of qualifying we've got a good team um, I think Spain are going to are going to have obviously not a lot of possession against Spain but I don't think I don't think it will be easy to beat against Spain and and why not? Why why can't we go and take the scalp of Spain? Were you thinking you might be in the squad, Stephen? Or have I just been a bit <laughs> cheeky here? Aye, Andy's going to... Yeah, nah, nah, absolutely never, yeah. no. Great. <laughs> yeah, and John will be delighted. I think he, well, he really does enjoy... He thrives as well. He's in great form again at Villa, isn't he? After some injuries and stuff. What's so, going on? He's not, he's not yeah. scoring goals. What's happening? No, I know that this kind of stat came from nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> To, to heap, heap the pressure on him but no I mean he, he has been playing really well it's, it's great to see him again he, I mean all the noise about Declan Rice and where could he go and stuff like that John was head to head with him on Saturday and, and Sunday sorry and uh, it was great to see him back at his best Exactly there's so much hype about some of the players isn't there sometimes that happens Declan Rice I'm not he's, he's a terrific player but is he as good as uh John McGinn. Well, John sorted him out at the weekend, exactly. so there Love you it. go. <laughs> um, ben Doak has been taken off, so hopefully everything is okay. They lost 1 0. Um, Liverpool, the youths in the Euros, you know, the European match, they lost 1 0. But let's hope he's okay, Andy. We'll keep an eye on that because he's such a talented young player. Yeah, I watched him uh, a few weeks ago. I think he came on as a sub in one of the games, and my goodness, he looks so sharp. He's so quick. And I think they've got really high hopes for him. And it just shows you that anyone who. He's obviously got exceptional talent. He's obviously got uh, such an exciting future. And anyone like that in Scotland, all, all the big clubs in England will be will be aware of that and will want to take him and you know pay a very nominal fee before um, you know before it, it, it can get uh, out of control. I mean, I'm looking at Stephen's brother who. You know, Celtic didn't want to pay three million pounds for him, and as soon as he goes to England and to Villa, they immediately start talking. Within what six months, that he's 30, 40, 50 million. It's um, it's a remarkable market down there. 
yeah, let's hope he really makes it because Billy Gilmer, someone that everyone loves, uh, talented young player, didn't happen at Chelsea, not at Norwich, and let's hope at Brighton because he is—he's also a mercurial talent. Yeah, I mean he's having a, a tough time. He obviously broke onto the scene and he, he's been really good for Scotland in, in his appearances. But he's part of a really good uh, Brighton midfield, and I think Caicedo's as good a midfield as anyone uh, at the minute in his position. So he's going to have his difficulties getting his jersey, but. Um, I'm sure I'm sure he'll be stronger for the for the difficult time he's having just now. Quick break and then we're back. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel to Go Radio Football Show. The sun is out. It's been everything today, Stephen, isn't it? Did you celebrate a little bit last night? Because I know you've got game after game, but Falkirk winning through to the Cup semi-final. What happened afterwards? Well, the, the boys I travelled with were heading into Glasgow, but um, the thought of diving home to get changed and, yeah. and heading into town, I mean, that's long gone for me. So I had a glass of red wine and I watched the game back. Excellent. John has been on saying, what's this with the beard? What's happened? Uh, recently you've changed in the last week or two. I know, I, I actually watched the game back last night and, I, and I, my interview came on and I looked dead scruffy. Actually, one of my ex-mum teammates called me Pete the Jakey's younger brother. <laughs> you, didn't uh, look, you didn't look that good. But I, I, I caught an infection. The baby's six months. I, I caught an infection off him and I wasn't allowed to shave uh, for risk of spreading it. So, unfortunately, there was health reasons behind it. Looking so scruffy. I feel bad about asking now. <laughs> Andy, have you ever heard that excuse? <laughs> Never yeah. heard that excuse, but yeah. it is a good one. No one's going to challenge you on that. <laughs> what would you say to Stephen? Um, enjoy these more and what would you say the next well, few weeks well honestly yeah. I think well you enjoy it now because yeah. you, you're excited and you've got that uh, lovely bit of attention about looking ahead to it you obviously I, I think it helps you with your with your league form but you only enjoy a semi-final if you win and you will absolutely love the even if you don't play well you'll just love to see the euphoria on your teammates, on your fans, on the, all the staff, all the guys behind the scenes that we don't know that Stephen sees pretty much every day. It's um, it's a fabulous opportunity to get to a final. And, you know, people still talk about the Inverness um, yeah. Falkirk final from yeah. all uh, those years ago. What was it? 2015. 15, Just uh, tremendous. Yeah. Who's it going to be this year? Could Falkirk... Yeah, you could get there, Stephen. Sorry, what were you going no, to say? No, I just yeah. I said to the boys, enjoy last night enjoy today um, because I know it is a cliche but on Saturday we'll take seven or eight hundred fans down to Queen of South and if we don't turn up if we get beat then the negativity of that feeling comes back quickly so you have to enjoy the good times while, uh, while they're there of course you must do that it's non-stop and of course you could have the playoffs as well were you hoping to have the playoffs so suddenly the late winter early spring how busy is it going to be for you yeah, I mean, we, we, we've not conceded the league yet. We need to, we've got nine games still to play. We need to win all nine. I think it would take winning the nine to, to try and overturn the, the lead them and have. But if it, if it comes to the playoff, I mean, we've played a couple of championship teams now with mixed success. And if it comes to it, then we'll have to try and go up that way. Sorry, Barry, I should call you Barry. You're not conceding any <laughs> title just yet. Because <laughs> obviously Barry's saying the same thing. You know, it's not technically impossible for Rangers to win the league. I've, I've been yeah. top of the league that all you're wanting is that team up below you to, to concede that and maybe think that they don't have to win every game we just have to as I said if we win all nine games then we'll give ourselves a chance that's all we can do 
Yep, the biggest two they meet on the Saturday or the Sunday of that weekend for the Scottish Cup semi-finals. Falkirk, the other one against Inverness. Uh, before the game last night, Ange Postacoglu spoke. He was asked about a treble. Um, he's not having it. How many times? How many times? And how many different ways have you asked that question? Um, you know, well, it's true. It's creative of you. I've got to give you that. Um, we got hips next week, mate. That's that's where our focus is, and um, it's worked well for us to do it that way. And and it's not throwaway lines. It's I think you have to be that way. And I, and I get it. I mean, I spoke about it before the game. You know, there's. You know, football in Scotland is uh, is very much a cauldron. Everyone, there isn't a person, you know, who lives here who's not hasn't got an interest or some skin in the game. So there's always a lot of noise, um, a lot of talk. He heard a lot of talk. Um, you know, our role within that is to try and stay really disciplined and, and focus on what's important to us. And uh, you know, the lads have embraced that. You know, they understand that that you take your eye off the ball and you know you, you're going to trip up. So. We, wait. we never look beyond the next challenge, not because it's a cliche, but because we know that that's the only way we're going to achieve what we want to achieve. Quite a happy conundrum problem to have, Andy. People want to talk to you about a possibility of a treble. Yeah, and no, I, I think he does the right thing by just batting it all away. And I, I think it'll be interesting to see how Hibs will approach us. I was at that game earlier this season, Celtic-Hibs at Parkhead, where Celtic got six. You know, Hibs were, Hibs were a bit open and tried to try to play Celtic at football. Now that's a um that's a very bold thing to do, especially when Celtic were at home. And they scored six, could have been a lot more. I don't imagine they'll be so open at the weekend. Uh, and they've already lost what, four goals at home to, to Rangers, so they'll be they'll be very wary of what Celtic can throw at them. What style will Celtic find if they're up against you? Because your team plays. You play the short ball, there's energy, and air was more the old-fashioned long ball. Would that be fair? Yeah, I mean, you go into games, and uh, I think Barry mentioned it in the show last night, for air to win, it was going to be a physical game. It was going to... What, what the tw- first 20 minutes looked like, yeah. we needed it to be a football game, or else we couldn't beat them. So, I mean, after about 20 minutes... Uh, <laughs> You've got a, right, a young right fullback. He's not taking a long throw all season. Decides to take a long throw, and you're just saying, "Why would this is not what we do? This yeah. is not how we win." So once you, we got our composure back, and we started to play. I mean, that that's that's how we play. You talk about energy in the team. I'm not sure we've got as much energy as Celtic, uh, but we've got a decent young side. Yeah, that's a good quote. He's not sure whether or not he's got the and has anybody that. And I'm going to ask you about Rangers in a minute. So up against Celtic in the final would be would be mighty tough because you've got. The style of play, you'd have to adapt, I take it, to play Celtic? We don't. We actually don't really have the, the team to adapt. Um, we, the manager picked a bit more physical team last night and it didn't... I mean, we were OK, we got we grew into the game, but when we, we made a couple of subs, we went back to our kind of usual team and with the two wingers, we, we came alive. So, Celtic in the Cup semi-final, up against Rangers. And before the game and the draw last night, Michael Beale, after the win at the weekend against Rover spoke about his ambition in the Cup. Well, we're going to have to beat two teams to win the trophy. So, um, and that's our aim to retain it. There's 10 league games left, hopefully two in the Scottish Cup. It's the last game of the season. It would be a fantastic way for us to end the season and go into next season with optimism for our fans. One thing I will say is I think it's fantastic for the competition that two teams from outside the top league have got there because they've had to fight two from now to get to that position and they've earned it. So whatever two teams are, are in the hat with Celtic and ourselves, then we need to beat two teams to win the trophy. Andy, Rangers, and it's Celtic, the first out of the hat against them Look. when he talked about you know who they might meet. 
Yeah, and I mean, listen, you go back to uh, last season's Scottish Cup semi-final. Rangers won it, so they are capable. Anything can happen over ninety minutes, and on that occasion, it was a, it was one hundred and twenty. Rangers were really strong, and uh, that was admirable because I think they'd just gone one hundred and twenty minutes in Europe just a, a few nights before. So. Um, Celtic having beat them there just very recently in the cup final, I think that will give them the just the the, the confidence that they can take on any form of Rangers that uh, you want, and uh, you know Celtic will be happy to play them in a football game, a physical contest, whatever Rangers want to want to throw at them, and Celtic will be favourites. Stephen, you've played many derbies. You've not played in that derby, the Glasgow derby, the Old Firm derby. Is there such a thing as needing it more? And do Rangers need to win this game more? Yeah, I thought Rangers needed to win it more than Celtic in the, the League Cup final and I think it's uh, even more so than, than I think there's a pressure on those group of players I think I think the Rangers fans feel like they've let them down at times in, in those big games and look, I get it, I, I went into game last, last night I mean, uh, obviously on a much lower scale but the game against Infermin last week and the air game it's grouped together this double header and how good would it be if you win both once you lose that first one it, it heaps the pressure onto the next one you don't want to be seen as a team that, that loses big games regularly so there is I would say there's a bit more pressure on the Rangers boys Yeah, but pressure doesn't mean that you win it and it doesn't stop you know the fact that you might want it more or need it more doesn't mean it can work against you it's going to be some game isn't it Andy oh it's yeah. going to be fantastic and again I'll be interested to see how Rangers approach it I, I was surprised that they're uh, starting a living I thought Raskin would play I thought Cantwell would play because I thought they were the players that were identified in the January window to you know to make Rangers better I think they will play this time. Surely they'll obviously had a bit more game time under their belt. But Rangers, I think, uh, when you see them play at um, Tynecastle, when you see them play at Easter Road, and apparently they'll, you know, the Rangers fans will tell you it's it's the best performances of the season. I'm sure they'll go up against Celtic and try and play a bit more football. Not not be so, not be so, um, you know, sitting back as much as they did. I thought they stood off Celtic a little. Yeah, the manager said after the win over Wraith Rovers, which wasn't their best performance, yet they could and should be better. Need to pass and run a little bit more. We got into good areas, but when we get into good areas, we need people really running and the movement in the box. I like us to take more shots on from distance because that might get people up to the ball. We tried a lot of those things today without um, without being at our free-flowing best. I really wanted to give Nico and Todd the full 90 minutes because I think it's important for them. It's their third game in a week. We had Borna and Connor on a booking away from a suspension in the competition, so we knew we had to bring them out at some point, and it was good for Ridvan and John to get on. Uh, I thought it was a game for Scott Arfield. It was just when was I going to bring him? Once I saw the way the game was panning out, he's someone that he detaches himself from the play and just arrives in the box. He missed a chance. It was a good save, actually, just before he scored. So, um, yeah. Listen, it is what it is and we have to just keep moving to the next one. The, the team at the moment is finding a way to win consistently, which is important. Let's hear from Ange uh, in the other corner, given that they're going to meet again three times, as we mentioned, in, what, two months. Uh, the manager was speaking about the quality of the Celtic goals in the 3-1, 3-0 win at the weekend. The quality of our goals uh, recently has been uh, outstanding. And, um, yeah, you know, I think you know, we're obviously... The lads have got a lot of confidence at the moment, which um, you can see that, but also a lot of belief in what we do. And overall, in the game? Yeah. 
It's just coming. Yeah, I thought we were really good. Um, you know, we knew it was a challenging week for us. You know, we played sort of Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. So, um, and the last game is, you know, the one that we knew was going to be the most intensive, just the nature of it being a cup game away from home, particularly here at Tyne Castle. And, uh, yeah, I thought the lads handled it really well. We started the game really strongly and... Uh, for the most part, dominated the game, played some great football, um, and uh, yeah, credit to them. They've navigated the whole week really well. And he's striker, the man with no 26 goals. And again, he's, he's had a massive shift this week. You know, you can't underestimate the workload he's put in leading the line all week, but you know, he was still running. You know, today you could see he was really fatigued towards the end of it, but um, you know, he, he's getting rewarded for for the hard work he's putting in and, and the quality he possesses and um, yeah, his teammates appreciate him and uh, I think he appreciates playing in this team so you know, from our perspective he, you know, every time he plays I think he's a goal threat so um, you know, I'm sure there's more goals to come And Stephen, he had a kind of slow start to the season I know he got goals but how do you feel now? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Ange spoke about um, him and Jack and Marcus and how he th- felt he'd been a bit harsh on Koyogo by giving Jack and Marcus um, rotating them and it was holding back uh, Kyogo back and at the time I probably thought it was a wee bit harsh on Jackamakis but that's why Ange Postacoglis had the success he's had because he's totally blew that out of the water I mean Kyogo's went to a different level since um, he's just had this big run of games and the, the goal he scores I mean it's a brilliant flick but it's just he's always there that ball that I think in 10 years we'll be talk, calling that goal the Celtic goal of, of yeah. the Ange Postacoglu time that, that ball it wide and, and roll across the, bit, uh, the box for the Kyogo to tap it in You couldn't argue with that could you really Andy it was a typical Ange Postacoglu Celtic goal 22-23 Yeah just love his movement and um, you know you talk about players having bravery I, I think it can be brave sometimes just to be able to receive the ball just outside that 18 yard box you know when you're 20 25 yards from goal just uh, resist some sort of challenge take it and then make the pass so that that allows the that that's maybe the killer pass before the the ball goes across goal but that's you getting in behind and Celtic do it time and time again if it's not Aaron Moy um, um, you know giving the pass is um it's Hatati it's McGregor they are very strong uh, through the middle and we know they're very strong in the wide areas as well. Andy, you've been a great Celtic striker. You've observed many over the years. D- does Kyogo remind you of any of you? Aspects no, of his game? Well, all the Celtic strikers that I've admired and maybe took a leaf out of was just, uh, you need to work hard. You need to give it everything and you need to be a team player. And uh, that that's what I see in this Celtic team. I, I don't think Ange Postecoglou would put up with anyone who was sort of must, might think that they are, you know, the top man there. There are so many players that can make a difference uh, for Celtic, and they are they are blessed to have, uh, you know, every teammate as a, a hard worker. And is that difficult in some ways as a, as a striker, where naturally you have to be selfish? Yeah, you have mm. to be in a way to to get the, the aim is to get a goal as many as you can, but still be a team player. Yeah, I. I I th- obviously you have to be selfish but if you know you're in a position where the, the likelihood is you won't score then I, I think a good player a good team player will try and find a teammate in, in a better position to score so by all means be selfish but there are times when your teammate is in a better position and unless you score you better give them that ball or else you, you'll feel it from your teammates and Stephen you could be up against and we're not going to say too much but I'm just speaking to you as you know, our pundit here tonight not as the Falkirk captain but well I suppose it is as well you could be up against Kyogo 
Yeah, I, I always had this. I always had the belief that being a Celtic Ranger striker, you'd have to be good outside the box as well. Because um, I mean, I've, I've been in loads of teams playing Celtic Rangers where you park the bus. There's no safe space in behind. He still manages to get in behind all the time. I mean, the, the modernisation of the off, offside rule definitely helps with that. Um, sometimes he starts offside, but he just it's the areas he finds himself. I always felt that. You, you wouldn't get that opportunity and, and he's almost t- as I said turned that into that Ange Postacoglu goal certainly looks like whatever happens uh, you'll not be up against Morels it looks as though he's on his way to Seville or his days are, are just about over at Rangers yeah I was I was pleased for Cholak um, at Easter yep. Road I mean for all the noise of Morelos and the contracts and is he fit enough is he playing well what's going to happen he's just kept his head down worked hard and he's been he's had a good season so pleased for him and happy for him to get a real run at it now a few calls coming in about the Scotland squad and a few messages as well. 0808 17 17 700. Andy, I'm going to ask you about Morellas after this. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair yeah, online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Paul Cooney with Andy Walker and the all-conquering captain of Falkirk, Stephen McGinney's on his way to... Hamden, as is Inverness. They'll be playing at the end of the month and then probably the next day, 29th, 30th of, of April. Uh, Game fight next month, so it's so six weeks, seven, six and a half weeks to go to the Cup semi-final. It's going to be Rangers against Celtic. That's how it came out the hat last night. We're talking Morellas. Andy, I'll ask you about it in a second or two. Here's a Sean, a big Rangers fan on the line. Good evening, Sean. All right, guys, how you all doing? Good, Sean. Good, yeah, you. I am just a wee bit gutted um, Rangers here it's not going to be the final but it is what it is but I've got to ask a question to Andy Walker because he might be a wee bit more intelligent um, Andy see if uh, um, Falkirk or Inverness get to Europe eh, no, no, see if Falkirk or Inverness get to the Scottish Cup final obviously because Rangers will be in Europe does that mean one of the teams will go into the Europa League or the Conference League no you need to win the no. Cup if, uh, if right. Falkirk or Inverness get to the final and they win it they'll get into Europe, but not if you get beaten. Right. I think that's a that's a better rule because it used to be the, the losers of the the cup final could gain access to, to Europe, but I think they changed that that's and put it I back to... That's what I wanted to ask. Yeah. Mm. So I, I think that's the right thing to do. Sean, Stephen McGinn has come in here on a high and you've just wasted his day by saying, Candy, because I know you're more intelligent, obviously, than <laughs> Stephen, Paul. Okay, me, fair enough. But... Thanks for that, Sean. For re- uh, Stephen, are you okay? Sean's, <laughs> Sean's point at one point broke into your dressing room. There was that we kind of started dream a group stage in Florence and Vienna, and yeah. uh, quickly diminished by the manager. Yeah. Good, good question, though, Sean. Uh, we're yeah. just talking about Morelos there, so it looks as though he's on his way to Seville. Andy, what are you thinking? Because yeah. you've got a good point about his goals. Well, I don't know what his numbers are, yeah. but uh, I'd imagine over the piece at Rangers, they are very, very impressive. And it just, uh, it's a great pity that he's going out like this, where he's maybe not in the best condition. Because you look at Morelos over the last number of years when he was scoring goals in Europe, when he was scoring regularly at home, I think his numbers will be really imp- uh, impressive. And Rangers will miss him. Rangers need to get someone like him who they can rely on. I know they've got Cholak at the moment, but uh, if, and it seems likely, that uh, Morelos goes, then they need someone of a similar stature just to to ensure they've got a lot of strength up front. Sean? 
Yeah, but it does look like he's got to go. I'd say there's only one be said. I still think there's a wee bit of hope with Ken. I think something could happen with Ken. I don't know if it will happen, but I say there's a slight chance, but Morelis is basically... But I, I was talking to a Rangers fan the other day, I don't agree with what he says, but he was claiming because uh, Morelis wants to go and wants to go to Sevilla, or Seville, whatever you want to call them, he shouldn't play a game for Rangers. I says, no, that's a wee bit harsh. Is that harsh, do you think, Stephen? Well, you'd be cutting your nose off despite your face. I mean, Mm. he scored in the the League Cup final, so uh, I expect you'll like to play in the Scottish Cup semi-final, but yeah, you you would want Morelis available for selection. I think what you want to look at, uh, Sean, is that these players have honoured their contracts. I think the problem is that when they had a couple of years of their contracts to run, they were worth a lot of money on the transfer market. But Rangers chose to keep them. I mean, Morelos, I think, a number of years ago had agreed terms with Leo, but uh, I don't think the clubs could agree a fee, a transfer fee. So so he stayed. But he was worth a lot more, obviously, a couple of years ago when he was in better condition and he was scoring yeah. goals in Europe regularly. Rangers were winning games in Europe regularly. Uh, and it's the same with Kent. I mean, he's cost a lot of money and to... To, to let him run his contract down the way they have, I think, has been poor management. 171 yeah. goals since 2017. Absolutely yeah. magnificent. And the bulk of them came in his earlier years. They did. He's been a brilliant signing yeah. for a million pound uh, record European goal scorer. Mm-hmm. And see for all the baggage, all the red cards, all the noise about him, the Rangers fans absolutely love him. Mm-hmm. And even the ones that don't really love yeah. him have got a soft spot for him. He's been a brilliant signing and... I'm sure he'll go with the, the fans' best wishes. Stephen, the games I do with Rangers, and Morelos might not be playing, he, he's the one player that the Rangers fans constantly sing about. And I, I agree with Stephen, he's a, he's a huge, he must be the, the their favourite son, if you like. Sure. He's not away just yet, but looks as though he is on the way. He's the manager? No, he's trained all week. I just decided to go with the two forwards that played so well on Wednesday. Um, so, no, we've not discussed it. I've not seen any change in him. Uh, obviously, he's been free to speak to whichever club he likes for a good while now. We're into March, so uh, uh, he's, had, he's had that, but we, we haven't spoke about it. And um, Yeah, but I don't, I, I'm not sure that's the case, and if it is, we'll find that in the coming days. My focus has been on the game. And, Sean, only two of the players in the Scotland squad, 23-man squad, and obviously your yep. player, Ryan Jack. How does the country find him? If they haven't watched him recently, what do you feel about Ryan Jack? Yeah, I think Ryan Jack should be in the Scotland squad. I think he's good enough players. Just a couple of his injuries which, uh, probably made him get less caps, but I think he deserves to be in the, in the Scotland squad. Unfortunately, there's no really many other Rangers Scottish players that should be in it, so I think um, he's the right man to get in it. Sean, see if Ryan Jack's kept at Rangers, uh, whether yep. you want that to happen or not, would you want him to continue to play for Scotland? See that again, sorry, my third year. So if Ryan Jack stays and, and you spoke about the injury issues and, and they talk about as players get older, they retire and use the time to, to manage their foot, the football and the amount of games that are available for the club team, would you want Ryan Jack to keep playing for Scotland or would you want him to retire from Scotland? Well, I think if, if he wants to play for Scotland, I'm, I, I want to play. Because, well, more for the younger players, because uh, playing for your country probably puts your value up. But mm. I think it's really up to Ryan K. Don't get Ryan Jack, sorry, but if he keeps getting really bad injuries and it's got to affect his games for Rangers, and then I would actually rather have played for Rangers. But at the moment, I still would like him to play for Rangers and uh, Scotland. I think players want to get caps they want to get as many as they can I know that it might be an issue when they're in their 
maybe their mid-30s and they're still that good that they're available for international football. But I, I love seeing the likes of, uh, you know, Messi and Ronaldo and Ramos and all these guys and they've got 170, 180 caps. They never miss an international game, no matter the level of importance. It's just a fantastic commitment to your country. Mm-hmm. And talking you know Spain... Do you know the only thing I don't agree with football players can do, especially uh, Greenwood, we'll no talk about what he's done, right? But he's um, 20, 20, just coming up for 21 or 21. He's played, I think, for England once and he can go and play for Jamaica. I don't agree with that. I don't think he, he should be allowed to do that and I don't like MD. I think if he plays, different maybe a friendly, but I think if he was a player for Scotland, they played one or two games, they turned 21 and decided, ah, that I don't play for another English or the Wales. I don't think that should be allowed. It's been allowed more and more different codes, isn't it? If you're not playing, yeah, those, uh, you. yeah. I, I think some some supporters might regard it as a tenuous link yeah. uh, to to the country. But uh, I think as long as everyone is following the rules, then um, I've got no problem with it. Sean, back to this weekend, Motherwell Rangers. Is it going to stay at nine? Uh, four 0 Rangers. Right, okay. You're pretty good in your predictions. And uh, yeah. Celtic then this weekend. I know it's a few days away. Celtic, Celtic Hibs. Celt- Celtic Hibs. Hibs. 3-1 yeah. Celtic. Sean, just before you go, are we assuming that Rangers haven't offered um, Alfredo Morelos anything? You heard Michael Beale speak there about uh, the player being able to speak to other clubs. Uh, w- would you expect Rangers to have offered them something? I think Rangers probably have offered them something, but I just don't think it's probably what he wants. Because I think um, Relis will probably uh, be wanting over thirty grand, and I don't think Rangers have got to do that. Yeah, they probably had enough. They got the best years of them. But please, at, at Rangers. If, I mean, if, if he gets himself in shape, he could have the best years of his life coming up. Sean. Yeah. Well, if Rangers board are listening, please do everything you can to sign um, Ryan Kent. Mm-hmm. Rangers fans are pleading. Please do it, man. Sean, thank you. They do listen, I can assure you. So, yeah, it's funny. It's, it's been swinging with Ryan Kent for a while. It looked as though, yep, sign him, give him a new contract. And then it kind of moved away. I detect in the last day or two people are saying, no, he's given everything. Um, he doesn't score enough goals, though. That's one of the problems, isn't it? But would you, Stephen, give him a new contract? Yeah, I mean... Uh you want to you want to keep Ryan Kent if, if you can. You d- definitely don't want to lose him for free. Um, he's, he's a good age, as you say. He works really hard. He's always available. He, he never misses games for Rangers. And yeah, if you added if you added goals to his game, then he's the uh, the all round package. So I'm sure they'd be desperate to keep him. What would you do, Andy? I like him yeah. I, again. I think it's just been poor management. Uh, a couple of years ago is the time to decide. Uh, do you want to sign this contract? Or and and if the player says no then you try and move him on for uh, a good fee. And I know that there was interest in Ryan Kent a couple of years ago, especially, uh, I think, from Leeds, where they could have they could have cashed in. But they chose not to. And uh, there's no gripe with the player because he has honoured his contract. Michael Beale is obviously trying to build the new Rangers. I mean, he was part of the old Rangers that won the title two years ago, but it's time to change it. Ridvan Yilmaz was brought in a few months ago. We haven't seen too much of him, but we saw a bit uh, on Sunday. Yeah, well, he played 45 minutes on Tuesday. And then on Friday, we brought the B team over and we played another 30 minutes. So it got him 75. He got another 30 today. So he's got... Good minutes in his legs this week. He's found this week challenging and difficult. So's John Souter as well, because obviously you've, they've gone from hardly anything to getting quite significant minutes. And moving forward, we um, 
we'll, we'll hopefully see him fully fit now and he can start his Rangers career really because obviously he's been stop start. Borna Barisic's wife is uh, is expecting in the next few days, so who knows? There might be an opportunity for him sooner rather than later to go in and start. Stephen, you know all about that baby coming just as it happened just a few months ago. Timing good for you though that the wee man's settling in ahead of it. What do you think of Yomas? Haven't seen nearly enough of him. Um, obviously, there was a lot made of the signing, came with a decent reputation, but he's just not, as Michael Beale said, he, his Rangers career hasn't started yet. I mean, there's been fleeting glimpses of him and he made an appearance off the bench when the game was already won on, on Sunday. So I'm sure Rangers fans will want to see more of him. But I mean, Bernard Barisic has, has been okay. I mean, in the last few months, his, his form's definitely get better and he's put another brilliant ball in for the first goal on Sunday. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 to speak to Stephen McGinn, heading to Hampden, and Andy Walker, who's been there quite a few times for Celtic and Scotland and some other clubs as well back at... Well, yeah, I played yeah. a couple of semi-finals for Motherwell. Mm-hmm. We played against yeah. uh, Celtic a couple of times. We lost in penalties on one occasion and then we ro- lost in a replay in the other. And... Um, they were painful at the time, but they were great experiences. You you don't enjoy it when you lose a semi-final. Yeah, because people don't really remember then, do they? <laughs> Who was? Uh, well, I, I yeah. remember playing in it because it was a big moment at the time, and we were a first division side, and then we and then we uh, we managed to get promotion, and we played Celtic in a semi-final, got a draw, where we actually felt as though we could have won it, but. Um, Yes, it's how you learn, how you develop as a player, playing on that type of occasion. News is next. We're looking forward to the semi-finals and also more on Scotland after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! Football show with MacklinMotors.com. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 to 1717 Well, the good news for Glasgow is that Scotland's training centre is going to be back here in the great city here in the West, the Orium. I think it's been good, it's a great facility. Stephen McGinn, you know it. Well, Andy, oh, right, okay, I'll ask you in a second or two, but it's coming home to Lesser Hamden. That's where they're going to be training as of, well, it's the squad was announced today. It's coming back here. Here's Stevie Clark speaking about it. Yeah, we've had a little issue with, uh, I think, mainly the accommodation through, through in Edinburgh, so we've decided we've come through here. It's Queen's Park, we've put in a fantastic pitch at Lesser Hamden. Uh, they've offered us the use of that facility, so we're going to stay in a city centre hotel and travel down. It's ten minutes in the... Ten minutes in the bus in the morning, it'll be a minibus. We just shut with the lads down as and when they need to go. Different, different to what we're used to, but sometimes the change is as good as the rest, so looking forward to see how it works. Football's coming home. Andy Walker? You need a good surface. Players love a good surface. I still get inspired when I go travel to games and you look at the pitch and you think, oh, it looks absolutely beautiful. And I know that there's a hell of a lot of investment uh, down south and you I mean I, I still can't believe we have plastic pitches in our in our Scottish top flight but uh, that that's that's what the clubs want but uh, you need a really good surface and I hope that the Scotland players have got that at Lesser and it makes sense because I, I haven't heard any good things about Orium at all from, from any of the players that visit it yeah, I mean, well, I know we, we don't have a, we don't have a precious group that are demanding to move at the Orium or whatever. But I know they didn't love it. Um, 
and, and, and they're well behind the decision to bring it back to Glasgow have a base in the centre and looking forward to what sounds like it's going to be a really good pitch at Lesser Hamden it's all about salt and vinegar rather than salt and sauce totally <laughs> <laughs> it is I know I gave it the old yes Orium's very good and you're like what <laughs> you didn't agree Andy Walker did no, you no. anyway it's coming back the training will be here in Glasgow at uh, Lesser Hamden, Hamden which has been uh, rebuilt and I'm looking forward to seeing it right the squad itself we talked about it in the first hour with a few comments about it somebody saying there's no wingers but no, we don't. We don't play with wingers. Yeah. Um, play a three-five-two formation. Mm. Um, so there's no point taking wingers if you're not going to use them. I know um, with Ryan Fraser, James Forrest at times, but both not playing at their club sides. So he's picked a squad of players, and and a lot of them get a case to to start the games. That was Tay DW on. He made that point. What about Lauren Shanklin? Stevie has been on Stevie Turner saying, why no Lauren Shanklin? Now, the manager did speak about it, Andy, and he said, why is it a bit of a niggle? And uh, he was very much in my thinking maybe a month ago before that happened. Yeah, he seems to rate him, but uh, I I spoke to Lawrence a couple of weeks ago. I was sure he was going to be fit for the Celtic games. He he missed both of them. He's got some sort of uh, niggling injury. And I'm sure if he keeps, uh, you know, his record up of, uh, you know, what is a really good return for Hearts, then uh, I, I don't think the international door is closed for him by by any stretch of the imagination. I, I think he can get back involved. I mean, 21 goals, he sat in your seat this day two weeks ago. Yeah, and he's speaking about hoping to get into the Scotland squad. So as I said, terrible timing in terms of picking up his, probably his first injury of the season. But when you play a lot of football, you, you get to this stage of the season. I mean, everyone's getting their goals and um, hopefully he gets over it quickly. Let's speak about the goalkeepers. Here's the manager speaking about Angus Gunn, who's been called up. He's been obviously um, decorated by England before at uh, not the full cap level. Here's the manager. Obviously, I heard through a third party that Angus was interested in playing international football. When I heard that, I thought I'd go down and meet him, met him in Norwich, had a good conversation. Didn't have to persuade him too much because... He felt as though that was his best chance of getting international football was to play for Scotland. He's Obviously, his dad's a Scotland international, so that all fitted in quite well. A wee bit more. In fact, Andy, you, you've seen him. What, what kind of keeper are we getting? Well, he's best. Like all goalkeepers, uh, you know, he can make a, a stunning save. But, um, you know, he was, at, he was at Southampton, I think, for about three years. And uh, he only played about 20 games. And I think Norwich uh, seems to be his club. He was initially there on loan and he's gone there now. He's beginning to build up a, a number of games. But I think it has been a problem area for us for a while because we've always been able to rely on Craig Gordon and that means a, a keeper that you can really trust and rely on. So it, it's open now because I, I think Stevie Clark will go for, for Angus Gunn and he'll need to show everyone that he's capable. Do you think he might regret not bleeding somebody? Um, maybe the last time, remember we had three games, and you thought, well, why play yeah. Craig Gordon Yeah, possibly, possibly. If, uh, you know, uh, um, I can't I can't quite remember the games that we had, but I think you're right, there, was, uh, there might have been an occasion just yeah. to give someone some game time, and we've now got a squad where, you know, none of them have got any, any game time, so uh, it's up for grabs, but yeah. I'm sure the nod initially will be given to Angus Gunn. Yeah, and we played a friendly with uh, Turkey. Seems such a long time. Who is going to be the number one keeper? Here's the manager. The good thing is we've got a full week's training. So I've got three good goalkeepers. Liam Kelly's been in ev- almost every squad. 
Xander's been in the squads, obviously lost his place when he wasn't playing. Uh, and then he was sitting behind Craig at, at Hearts. So Xander's back in the squad. And Angus comes into the first squad. None of them have got any caps. So all we play for in the week. Stephen, how long does it take for a keeper and the defenders to get used to that vital link between them? Hopefully, hopefully very quickly because uh, whoever gets a nod is going to have to make a lot of saves against Spain. Uh, that's for sure for to get a result. But yeah, on the point, I'm sure. I'm sure. Looking back, he'd love to have handed out five caps to to Liam or, or Xander and and have a wee bit of experience behind them. But it's so it's so long term. Almost international football, you get the players for two or three games at a time, and every game has its own importance of winning the game. And who could foreseen Craig Gordon breaking his leg? So. Yeah. Um, I think Steve Clark would have been hoping to get one more campaign at, at Craig Gordon before looking on with the, the goalkeeping situation. Look, and it could be busy. Maratta on form for Spain, and uh, that was the criticism of him at the World Cup. They didn't yeah. have a, a striker on form. Or, or yeah, a player just since they lost what Torres a number of years yeah. ago. They've, um, I mean, they're always uh, capable. They've got so many players that uh, are capable of a goal and. And again, the guys in the middle of the park, Busquets, he's got like 130, 140 caps. It's just, um, it's fun. I, I love to see that uh, from any player because obviously there are important games at international level. There's some that are not so important, but these guys don't seem to miss any. And um, I, I just hope we get off to a really good start. I'm hoping and expecting that we'll beat Cyprus. And I'd love to think we could take something against Spain because... I wouldn't be really surprised if Norway were able to take something against Spain and maybe we have to match that. Yeah, when Andy mentioned off air about Norway, you almost forget that the, the difficulty of the group, I mean, you, you think of Spain and how tough it would be to top the group with Spain in it and then you add in that Norway with, with Haaland and Odegaard, guys like that, and it's, it's a real difficult challenge ahead for the players. Sure is. Uh, Ryan Portis, let's speak about him. The manager spoke about the inclusion of the player who's now down south. Delighted. I've watched him live twice. I watched him at Reading, he was outstanding, scored a goal, did really well, settled into the English Championship well, which is it's not an easy division to settle into. Him against Dykes at the weekend was interesting. It was good to see. Glad they didn't kick each other too hard. Uh, but it was nice. It was, it was nice to see them. Ryan's done well uh, and certainly deserves his place in the squad. Stephen, you're smiling. You know that club so well at Watford. Yeah, I mean, I spoke to him a couple of times about how it's going and he has he's settled in really well and uh, everyone at the club's really impressed with him. Um, he's obviously had a change of manager again, which he, he better get used to. Well, it's um, a new month, so it's time to change. You know, not been flipping for a village, but, but that's what happens there, isn't it? But he's, he's played a lot of football, Ryan Portis. He, since, uh, since he was a young kid at uh, Hibs, he's, he's played a lot of games and he's played in a lot of high-profile games and he's been a high-profile player in high-profile games. So moving to Watford, and, and as Steve Clark says, it is a tough league, but I, th- I don't think that would have phased him at all. It's a really physical league. Uh, I mean, you look at the, the Premiership down south and most teams you go up against... They're huge in physique, they're big and strong and um, you have to be able to match that. Of course you've got players that are that are a bit uh, smaller and can compete and they're good footballers and they can pass and all the rest of it, but the championship is very similar. You need to have a lot of physique, you need a lot of power, you need a lot of strength and I think that's why we've had this debate recently where Ryan Portis was only down there for a week or two and he was already saying he was in a more competitive environment Craig Levine was talking about the lack of a competitive environment uh, here in Scotland so um, you look at the makeup of the Scotland squad and it's only 
it's only Ryan Jack and uh, Callum McGregor who play their football in Scotland that are outfield players I, I didn't love the comments about Ryan made I was, I was hoping he was misquoted about um, being more competitive I mean love the game up here I enjoyed listening to John speaking about um, the highlight of his career being the Scottish Cup final opposed to, as opposed to the what the English media uh, put out as the most expensive game in, in yeah, world football right, John has yeah. the Scottish Cup uh, final against Rangers ahead of that so yeah I never like when, when players move down there and talk down our game and Andy it, it, two things one it's a bit of an indictment that there's only two players from our top team well, you, you look at them all yeah. and they've got a real basis of, uh, yeah. I mean, Jack Henry uh, played with Celtic, sure. Aaron yeah. Hickey was at Hearts, Parson at Rangers, obviously Ryan Porteous at Hibs, Andy Robertson at Queen's Park and Dundee United, yeah. Kieran Tier. I mean, you could go through them all and they've got a basis of, uh, you know, the Scottish club giving them their first chance. Scott McTominay, I think, came through at Man United and then there's uh, there are some others, but... Um, no, I think we've got a competitive league here. It's the, it's obviously it's a bigger league down stru- uh, down yeah. south. A and bigger, the money. Uh, certainly a lot more money. Uh, the level of competition is strong. When when I see Sunderland and Middlesbrough, and the other factor, of course, is um, you put cameras in front of any team that I've got forty three thousand at it. I, I, I did Sunderland Stoke uh, a couple of weeks ago. Forty three thousand at that game. Um, but the level of competition just by you know they're all desperate to get in the uh, in the Premier League and the level of competition is strong but I think we've got uh, a decent uh, competition here in Scotland obviously Celtic and Rangers are way out in front but I don't know what uh, Craig Levine uh, means about uh, or I don't know what he expects rather because you know if you have Scottish clubs um, able to go to England and they're not wanted in England. Yeah. You'll have Portuguese clubs going to Spain. You'll have Dutch clubs going to Germany if you break down those borders. I, I can see an expansion of some sort of European league, getting more European games. But I, I, I can't see Celtic and Rangers ever being allowed to, to go and play in England. Stephen, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't like the, the talk of it. I don't like the idea of it. Celtic Rangers are Scottish clubs. They're really important for our game up here. I know a lot of teams think it'd be great to win more stuff, but um, it, it's all part of, I mean, if you're a Celtic Rangers fan, the, the, the glamour of playing Man United or Chelsea or Ajax in these European games, Real Madrid, there's a glamour to it because it doesn't happen all the time. If, if that becomes a weekly thing, I think it takes a lot away from it. There's also a money aspect. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure the board at Celtic, the board at Rangers, would love the prospect of being in a league with top English clubs and getting a lot of money. But I'll tell you what, they'll miss the success they have constantly every year of winning trophies. And, you know, I think supporters really enjoy those days where... Uh, they go to Hamden and see their team winning a trophy or they over the length of a league campaign they come out as top dogs and get into Europe yeah I, I agree with Andy fully and, and on that the money that's what we love about the early league's not the football in this country isn't a money league it's still there's a reality to it there's you, you can resonate with, with the players and, and the, the fans and good clubs and good good teams have, have that relationship with the fans and if we become just another money league then we probably won't be 
the, the best supported country in, in Europe so that's a, a no to the Craig Levine thoughts and you, you disagree with them Andy no I can't see it happening I can yeah. see some sort of expansion of a European Europe. league let's yeah. say Celtic and Rangers were qualifying for Europe and they got into a league where there would be 10 teams for example you could play home and away that gives you 18 European games I can see that happening but at the same time you would have a squad big enough to play in your domestic league because it gives you guaranteed revenue then. I mean, the problem is that they're not guaranteed. If you go out early, they're all out yeah. before Christmas this and year. I, and I just yeah. don't see UEFA being prepared to uh, weaken those uh, European barriers where, you know, it wouldn't just be Scotland playing in England. It would be the Dutch playing in Germany and the Portuguese playing in Spain. I, I can't see them allowing that to happen. Looking at the Scotland team, Malcolm is asking... Kieran Tierney, is he going to play? Because he's not played much at Arsenal. Stephen, first, what do you think? Yeah, I think he'll play. I think, um, th- I mean, the, the team and the way of playing is kind of built on fitting Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson yeah. into the team, and they have a great relationship together. And, and when Scotland at our best, they two are linking up well, and a lot of our, our attacks come down that side. So, I know it's not ideal that he's not playing a lot of football, but I fully expect him to play. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, he can. He's obviously a very comfortable, capable left back, but he can play left of a three, um, where he has done for Scotland before. And obviously, Andy Robertson is your. He's your captain. He's always going to play. AR twenty six will be the captain. Liverpool. That's another question, isn't it? The in and out form of Liverpool. That's maybe a different program on Radio Liverpool rather than here in Glasgow Zone. But there's so much interest in them, and uh, Andy Robertson is unbelievable. I'll ask you about that uh, later. We're going in the lines in a second or two. Um, oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Andy, you saw. Uh, Jacob Brown playing recently Yes A few people are asking it, Jimmy's on saying what, what, Tell us about him Very yeah. much a team player uh, He plays uh, behind the main striker in a three He's up and down he, uh, He's got a great engine He's got a decent physique about him I would like to see him get in the box a bit more When he gets into that uh, into that last third But uh, I think he's got a lot to offer And I'm sure he'll get a bit more game time For Scotland soon any information on him from you, Stephen? I know you watch so much and you get great contacts there. No, I mean, um, I've watched him. For, I've watched him come on for uh, Scotland. Um, I know his agent uh, pretty well, and he happened to be sitting next to me on the, the night he made his debut, and I'd kind of spoke to him, and, and he's kind of described him. I mean, he, he sold him a lot more than me because uh, than Andy because that's his job. I thought uh, we'd the next day they had drug in our hands, but he <laughs> does a lot of good work for the team outside the box, and I think Andy said he's he's kind of playing out wide for Stoke because he doesn't strike me as someone that's going to score lots of goals but a real uh, difficult striker to deal with and a good team player How's your agent? Is he a busy man? Even busier Stephen McGinn now that you're through to Cup semi-final at Hamden Are you going to be difficult to deal with now? <laughs> oh, you've, no. you've been brilliant so far Don't turn into how, him How many teas is he? Go and get me uh, another one with sugar and a ex- chocolate exactly. biscuit Hey, I thought he'd bring in the coffees today with yeah. a bonus There must be a big bonus yeah. for you For He's let us down uh, yeah, yeah. He's not I'm a sure team player he's, nah, I thought he would be as well <laughs> but did you change a wee bit Andy when you got to Oof. I know you didn't I'm I'm one of 11 you're not allowed to (laughs) change that much (laughs) you're still doing the dishes and all the rest (laughs) right Stephen we'll get some coffee during the break then we're back and we're going on the lines next 0808 17 17 700 the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk let's go let's go let's go on the lines 0808 17 17 700 Reagan is on the line good evening Reagan 
Oh, it's great to be on. Thank you for having me on, mate. Great to hear you. Hi, hope, hope you're well. You always have some great football chat for us. What's uh, what's taking your your thoughts tonight? First of all, is it Celtic? Is it Scotland? Yeah, I wanted to speak about Scotland because I go to all the Scotland games, Paul. You, I know. Yep. Um, and uh, I got my tickets for the Scotland games next week, so I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I, I just think it's a it's a very very good squad. But um, the, the one thing I think that's missing is um, a really good striker. Um, I was hoping that uh, Shaitlin would be fit, but it's just a shame that he's not. But yeah, but I'm hoping that we can do well here, Paul. Um, but I think like, uh, I wanted to get you, 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 I wanted to get Stephen's thoughts because um, I know that Xander Clark has been in the squad for a while, Stephen, right? But see as you as a player, do you feel a little bit uh, downhearted that someone like the guy, I guess they could cry from Norwich, is coming into the squad? Um, because it looks like he's pro- pro- he's probably going to be the number one goalkeeper. So I just don't know if it's a little bit disheartening for, say, Xander Clark or someone, because they've been in the squad for a long time, and now uh, the guy from Norwich is going to come in and Probably start, probably start as the number one goalkeeper. No, uh, Regan, I get your point, but I actually believe it will be the opposite. Um, if Craig Gordon was fit, if um, it was an Alan McGregor that was coming into the squad, if it was a David Marshall, Xander Clark, and Liam Kelly would probably think the, this guy's definitely better than me. I think they'll fancy their chances. I mean, Ang- uh, Angus Gunn might get the nod in the first game, but I don't think they'll feel that they're a million t- miles away from him quality wise. They're maybe not the same golf to a Craig Gordon. So. I think, I, th- I think they'll be happier with it and I think they'll fancy their chances of maybe getting the opportunity to play. But if you get the chance in the first game, Cyprus, it's different playing against Spain. And But if you do okay, would it not be quite difficult for the manager I, to I, drop I, you? I don't mean to get dropped, but if Craig Gordon's playing in that Cyprus game, you, know, you don't want to jinx any sure. uh, goalkeepers for your country, but you're fully expecting Craig Gordon to have a good performance because that's what he does. Angus Gunn's an unknown quantity in that squad and yep. I just think Xander Clark, Liam Kelly they'll, they'll want to train really well and, and put pressure on Angus Gunn and I mean everyone, it's a selfish game as much as it's a team you, you want to be playing and I, th- I think they'll see it as an opportunity long term to, to get that jersey I don't know if it helps as well having Grant Hanley in front of you because obviously he's a, he's a teammate yep. and um, so, so yes probably I think, yeah. well I think sometimes it's important to, to just that that uh, a little bit of chemistry that you need at the back, a little bit of understanding that you need between players. I think sometimes that can help. The manager was actually asked a bit more about the the goalkeeper, about Gunn, and he was asked, did you speak to his dad about it? I didn't need to speak to Brian. It wasn't the dad that was going to make the decision, it was his son. So I spoke to Angus. I had a good conversation. He was very honest, I was very honest. Uh, and obviously we've lost Craig, we've lost Craig Gordon injured, which is a, which is a massive blow to us. Uh, Craig was the undisputed number one. And I looked at the pool of goalkeepers and I just felt that if we could improve the pool of goalkeepers, then that's what we should do. So that was the thinking behind getting Angus to come on board. Andy, did anyone ever phone your, your dad and say, hey, <laughs> choose well, Andy Walk, he's a cracking striker? No, I'm just looking at uh, Angus Gunn and I think over the last eight years he's played with various age groups for England. So yeah. he obviously felt and uh, that he, he, could, he was capable of getting into the full international team but hasn't really worked for him at, uh, at club level as yet because he didn't 
He didn't do so well at Southampton. He's now dropped uh, down a little to Norwich. He's beginning to get a bit of game time there. And listen, he qualifies for Scotland. His dad is as Scottish as they come. And I would be prepared to take Stevie Clark's uh, judgment on this. He's the guy that's got this team to a, to a major tournament for the first time in, in so long. And uh, I think he's still got good judgment in him. And it is a big call because we've lost a a really special goalkeeper and uh, it has been a problem thinking that you know over the last year what what if Craig Gordon yeah. get injured because we've talked about who would we, we yeah. have so uh, we've now got that scenario and that's why I think Angus Gunn will get the nod initially Stephen you've been capped for Scotland at every level but not full level so if you had the opportunity to play for another country would you have done it if you'd qualified through a grandparent or whatever yeah, I mean, I, I don't, um, but yeah, I would definitely consider that. I was uh, in all the same kind of Scotland youth team. Scott Arfield was in them, yeah. uh, roomed with him a yeah. couple of times. As, as Andy say, says about uh, Brian Gunn, he, Scott, he was as Scottish as he come from Bathgate and he's became a can- Canadian internationalist. So, um, and was that through a grandparent? Or? I think it was through a grandparent, yeah. yeah. You see David Witherspoon as well. So, I mean, um, look at some of the games David Witherspoon got to go to a World Cup. Yeah. Um, Boy from boy from Perth, and yeah, you'd have to consider it. Unfortunately, I had no uh, no, no allegiance to any other country. Uh-huh. Regan, what else for Scotland? Are you feeling up front? Obviously, it's a pity for Lauren Shanklin. We've been talking about it. Uh, Shea Adams, Lyndon Dykes playing tonight. That's good to see him back. Yeah, I mean, it's just good to see him back because he's been a very good part for Scotland. He's been very good since he's. Uh, He's been uh, since Steve Clark brought him into the squad, so I think he's going to be a big bonus as well, Paul. Uh, the one player I'm looking forward to seeing is Ryan Christie, because obviously there's a bit of criticism of him going down to Bournemouth, but he's done well this year, so I'm looking forward to seeing him, Paul. Yeah, David Proven, you know, famously said, "What you're, you're swapping sixty thousand at Celtic for the atmosphere at Bournemouth, Andy?" I, I yeah. totally under, uh, understand the attraction of playing in the Premier League. I know he didn't play last week uh, against Liverpool, but he did come on and he helped him get a famous victory against uh, Liverpool. But he'd done a lot at uh, Inverness. He'd done a lot at Celtic, and uh, you know, a career is short to to get the opportunity to go and play in the uh, most competitive league in Europe, the richest league in Europe. Uh, I, I understand anyone who fancies a crack at it. Could he provide goals for us? Oh yeah, he's got ability. He's He can score goals and he has done for Scotland. He scored some big ones. So I'd imagine he'll be really keen to to get up, meet the rest of the lads and, and hope he gets the opportunity. And Stephen, we are looking forward to seeing John because it, it, last year was a great year for him for Scotland. He's been in brilliant form, the Euros in 21 and then 2022. Yeah, he's a bit of a talisman for Scotland. Yep. Um, he's someone that, I mean, as Andy said, he's not scored as many goals as he'd like at club level, but you get into this double header and, and maybe that's just the bias of being a brother, but I, I fancy him to get onto the score sheet in, in one of the games, so... Uh, yeah, looking forward to, to getting him up and getting to go to one of his games. Will he manage to get up to see one of your big games coming up? Have you discussed it yet? Well, we spoke about the semi-final. He's at Man United on the Sunday, so he wouldn't be able to go. So, um, it's. I mean, he, I think he might be a bit disappointed, but it helps out in my ticket situation. Yeah, because <laughs> no, you've got a big family. It means you've yeah. got one, Paul. Exactly. You're in there. <laughs> I'm raking all of his tickets, okay? Because I saw you at the start of the season when Paul played his first game for Motherwell against um, the Irish team, wasn't it? And you know, in Europe, and um, were terrible. But I saw you all running in just before kickoff that night when there was what. 12,000, 13,000 there and the pitch at Motherwell which was absolutely superb 
Um, what are you allowed now, uh, Stephen? Is it still a couple of comps for a, for a player? <laughs> It's, no, uh, it's like anything now. You used to a be a couple of, of comps. A couple of comps plus yeah. whoever you know. So uh, you oh, have right. to keep in with the people that matter. And you're the club captain, you get a few more. How are you going to... Uh, James was asking training for the semi-final preparation. You play in the, the plastic pitch. Um, what's it going to be like? Where are you going to go? I'm not sure. Um, I just saw before we come on the show on Twitter that... A couple of our games have been rearranged Obviously we're yeah. getting to the semi-final So we've got a really busy April We've got a lot of midweek games in that month And um, I, I, know it's a, I know it's a cliche But that's for the managers to deal with uh, We'll deal with that training week and, and all the meetings that John McGlynn will have for us Up his sleeve uh, In preparation for Inverness We've got a lot of work to do in the league before then Have you been speaking to your friends at Kilmarnock? Of course where you were until just six, seven months ago Yeah I mean uh, A few of them messaged me The manager uh, and Tony Dot both messaged me as well today really nice because they'll be kicking themselves they'll be really hurting I was surprised uh, at that one Stephen especially when I'm going to goal up yeah, yeah and then and, and they'll look at the way the draws come out and mm. to f- be able to play Falkirk at a League 1 team in the semi-final at Hamden it's a real missed opportunity for them and I know they'll be hurting but lots of nice messages and I mean what can you I don't want to bring up Friday night so <laughs> no. wish them all sure. the best for the weekend yeah it was uh, it was really disappointing it is worrying for Kilmarnock Andy given yeah. where they are yeah, well, this was, as Stephen has just outlined, yeah. a, a great chance yeah. to get to uh, a semi-final and final, given the way the draw has panned out. But they are, their, um, their overriding season has been disappointing. I mean, they've, they've actually been a good team at home. Their away form is just, uh, as Derek McKenna said himself, I think, recently, it's it's relegation material. Are they going to be OK, do you think, because of the strong form, um, form at um, home? No, I'm not no. convinced. No. And, uh, you know, I expect all of them to pick up some points between now and then. I, I, I've been so I've been so happy, actually, just to see what Motherwell did. Change a manager, worked for them. They get 10 points out of 12 and they've, they've given themselves a, a real cushion away from any uh, either of the, the bottom two places. So I think it's any two from three, Dundee United, Ross County and Kilmarnock. And going back to your own club, Regan, here's your manager speaking about the goalkeeper. Obviously, he's not available for Scotland with 75 England caps, but he was in great form the other day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's he's, he's a top quality keeper. And um, as you said, I know it seems like he doesn't have a lot to do, but it's still a very important part of our structure with the way we, we start the build-up of the game. You know, even on Wednesday night, he had to you know, leave his penalty area a couple of times and sweep. And, and he does those things with, well, sort of efficiency but obviously goalkeepers you know sometimes it's the saves that, that give them the prominence and it was a great save today when we needed it and uh, you know it's probably the, the only part of the game small part of the game where they got a little bit of traction in it but um, which we knew would happen I mean you, you come to Tyne Castle they're going to create at least a couple of opportunities but again I thought the boys were really strong when we needed to be defensively Yeah big win for your team Reagan, at the weekend because that, that's obviously going to be one it would have been one of the most difficult uh, grounds to go to in the country Hi Paul, I mean Tynecastle is a great venue Stephen, uh, Stephen will tell you I mean it's probably one of the most difficult places to go mm. and I mean for Celtic to go there and make it look very very easy was very very good Paul I mean what I suppose the club was doing is um, probably being taken for granted by Celtic fans I would say Paul but yeah I mean what he's doing is, uh, is absolutely brilliant and um, I think um, Stephen won't want to hear this but I think it will be Celtic versus Falkirk in the final um, and at Twistle there couldn't be a treble so yep I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just hoping that Falkirk do it now and uh, Celtic can be there as well Paul because it'll, be it'll be a great final 
Thanks, Regan. Um, but I'd, I would love that to be to be a final. I mean, it takes Celtic or Rangers just to make sure that Falkirk are there. <laughs> of course, Andy. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah, of course yeah. it could. And listen, anyone's got a chance on the over ninety minutes in a, a cup tie. I know Celtic are incredibly strong uh, at the moment, but um, you know Rangers will feel as though they've got every chance at Hamden. And I'm sure Falkirk will feel as though they've got every chance against uh, Cali Thistle. Might be the underdogs, but it's a, it's a cup tie. Anything can happen. And Andy, it has been the year of surprises in the cup. You know, the Darvel story against Aberdeen, Jim Goodwin, that was almost the nail in the coffin, not quite another week or so. But it's been quite a year. You can't take anything for granted. No, nothing at all. And I don't think you get uh, clubs like Celtic Rangers don't take anything for granted. I'm sure it's the same at uh, Falkirk. I think what you will get is the fantastic preparation. I know that uh, John McGlynn likes to be really thorough about the, the opposition. I think you saw that in the, the way that uh, Falkirk played against Darville. I mean, everyone wanted Darville to win that game because of what they had done against Aberdeen, but Falkirk demolished them that night. Apart from us here, although we'd Mick on a few times and he was brilliant, but that night, Barry, myself and Mark were, were rooting for you, Stephen. Uh, oh, why yeah. you been a a quick question. Go on. See, in terms of like this season, like Falkirk, obviously they're a big club, but um, what did this even in terms of see so going into the semi final and like the league competitions? Um, do you think some of the players will uh, take their eye off the ball in terms of looking to get in that, squ- that Scottish uh, semi final? Because I know that if it was me that was playing, I would be trying my best not to get injured and. Mm-hmm. Try not to get suspended and stuff like that. So good question. Um, yeah, Stephen Regan, it's it's human nature not to think like that. Um, I can't lie myself and say that I'd be devastated if I picked up any sort of injury around about that semi final. It's I mean I've not got lots of semi finals left in my career. Um, really looking forward to it on a personal level, but honestly, the way the way football is, if you, if you go out not to get injured, you're absolutely bound to get injured. So. If anyone thinks like that, they're going to have to snap out of it. That's a great question, Regan. But ask them the crucial question: What happened late in the game when you tried to? Were you, you trying to score a wonder goal? Honestly, yeah, I did see that ball. Yeah. I did see that. Aye. Honestly, it was dropping at the sky, and I thought, "Do I hit it? Do I not?" And I thought, "I'm not sure if I'm that guy." I'm just trying <laughs> yeah. get under Crookney and try and get a proper shot away. And you hoped you didn't lose the ball, and they go up the well, other I, end of the pitch. Well, and then yeah. uh, the yeah. struggle to get back up off my backside. <laughs> It did well. Reagan, thanks so much for joining us. We'll speak to you in the coming weeks. All the best, Reagan. Reagan. Cheers, thank you. It's a huge thing for your club. Have they they talked what it's going to mean for them in terms of revenue coming into the club? Yeah, well, I mean, they've they've not had that the finances aren't great. It's a a disaster for a club of that size to be in that league. Um, I think they made a 1.2 million loss last year, so... It's been no secret. I think they've put out club statements asking for fans to dip into their pockets. You know, they're fan owned. They don't have a an owner that can write off debt. So um, I, the, the manager spoke from the early rounds. I mean, when we went to Wick, we were on that six and a half hour journey remember, up yeah. there, and he spoke of the importance to the football club about how it was the biggest game of the season. And while you're in these rounds, that the, the games that are winnable, it's really important that we do everything we can to win the for the football club to to bring in that extra revenue and. We've now found ourselves into the semi-final for another game that you can speak about as being winnable. And I think it shows you how important it is to get uh, promotion. I mean, promotion into the Championship is the first step. You wouldn't rule out Falkirk getting promotion into the Championship. 
And who knows, in a short space of time, they might be challenging at the top end of the table. You see what Queen's Park have done with... Um, I wouldn't say it's the likelihood, but um, there's a distinct possibility they are getting back-to-back promotions. So it just shows you how quickly things can change. But playoffs are difficult and uh, daft things can happen. You just make, need to make sure you're you're in the top of your game and get through those real pressurised games just to get yourself promoted. Are you going to give us your Scotland team for the games? Well, it could be two different teams, obviously, but how do you think we'll start against Cyprus? And we're going to talk more about the Scottish Cup and the games coming up this weekend. That's next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistleberry Road, Hamilton. Let's go! Let's go! Tuesday evening edition of the Go Radio Football Show with our friends at Macklin Motors. Thanks for making the switch every night from five. And tomorrow night, it's going to be John Hartson and Barry Ferguson. Barry in that seat where you are, Stephen McGinn. The captain will be a captain's corner when you two are together. Are the Rangers in? Uh, it is tonight, isn't it? Uh, not tonight, last night, of course. Uh, <laughs> It's the captain's corner for that one, Andy. Uh, and Andy Walker, the former Celtic, and too many teams to mention. Uh, but he's only a United beaten last... He got that one wrong. I wish we had that cut where last week. Uh, easy for me, isn't it? I just ask you what you think. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. not the first time no. I've got it wrong. Wouldn't be the last. No, sure. You're a legend. I don't... I don't... I forgive him. Yeah, <laughs> you, indeed. Uh, cup medal, Andy, have you... Did you ever look? I was asking him during the break... For Stevens, too early yeah. to think about it, but you're only, you know, one. Well, you're going to Hamden, one game away from the cup final. Uh, what do you do with the medals? Well, my medal that I won with Celtic, the league winners' medal and the Scottish Cup medal, mm-hmm. as well as the strip that I wore in the Scottish Cup final, it's at the Hamden Museum. I was asked if I had anything to donate, and when I say asked, I'm talking about yeah, it must be 20 years ago. It was yeah. just yeah. after I had retired, so. It was the lovely Annie Maguire who used to work at the um, at the museum, yeah. and uh, so my strip, my, a couple of my medals, and I think I'd got some sort of medal. You played in the in the Rouse Cup with oh, uh, yeah. Scotland, yes, and uh, there was some sort of medal that they gave. I mean, we didn't win anything, but it was almost a participation thing. Anyway, right. the uh, the the Rouse Cup we played in, and um, yeah, they're all in at the museum at Hamden. Wonderful. Who's the sponsor of the cup? Was that Peoples at that point? I remember as well uh, on, the, on the jersey. But eighty-eight when you were there. Um, CR Smith. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who, of course, brought the big two together. I had a Scottish Cup winners' medal in nineteen seventy-five. Didn't play in it, but it was given to me by Derek Johnson. Marvelous. So I was keeping it on behalf of the family. That's also in the Hamden Museum. Marvelous. Need to get it for the family someday. But it's great to go and see. And Stephen, you know, you're heading to Hamden anyway for the semi-final. Yeah, Hamden can have my medal when I get it in uh, June. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just tell that to well, and Billy Dodds, of course. Um, that no, was I, I don't. I don't have a huge amount of medals. So when they were asked, "What do you do?" I mean, it was in a. It was at the back of a drawer, and my strip was in the in the loft. So yep. why not? It, it, it makes a, a more sense. They can probably look after it better than I can. <laughs> it's going to be some month, two months coming up, and here in Glasgow, we're going to have well, so many. The two semi-finals, the final, and we've also got Rangers Celtic. That's the way it came out of the hat. We've got. Um, April, early April, we've got yep. Celtic Rangers in the league at Parkhead, and then after the split, you'll go back to Ibrox. Wow, so much. 
you can never get fed up, can you, with uh, three games in a row? I suppose if, you, if you're winning them, you certainly don't. I don't. Yeah. It's the showpiece occasion for Scottish football. I know there is an, an ugly side to it. I know, I know yeah. that the police have their own issues, but in terms of you know, just drama and talking points and trying to sell Scottish football, my, my only hope is that we can get back to having a sizeable away support at, at both grounds, but um, that looks unlikely at the moment. For sure, I don't, don't think it is going to happen. Um, Stephen, Scotland squad, we heard it today, the 23-man squad, we've spoken about it. What's your starting lineup? If it was today for the match with Cyprus or Spain, well, we go the Cyprus game anyway. How well, do you line up? I've tried to have a guess at what I think yep. Steve Clark will go with. Yep. Um, I've got an Angus Gunn for his debut in goals. I've got a back three of Ryan Porteous, Grant Hanley and Kieran Tierney. Um, the four just in front of that of Aaron Hickey, Scott McTominay, Callum McGregor and Andy Robertson with my brother John and behind Lyndon Dykes and Shea Adams. Strong team. Andy Walker, what do you think? I had a few, couple mm. of differences. I've yeah. got Gunn as well, but I've got Hanley and Hendry and Tierney in the back three. I've got Patterson, McTominay, uh, Callum McGregor. Um, I think Armstrong and Robertson. And then I've got uh, Stephen's brother, John, behind Che Adams. And for the Spain game, could you have a look at it and say, well, we'll play a bit differently because we're up against uh, the favourites from the group, although Norway could argue against that. Andy, would you? Well, I don't know. Will, will we see? I'd love to see Lewis Ferguson getting some game time at, at some point over these uh, two games against Cyprus and uh, Spain, especially the fact that um, uh, we're at home and I think it will help, help him get more game time when we're in front of a, of a Scottish support. Stephen? Oh, my team, my team gets changed. I, I, I would, I think he misses one of the strikers miss out. I think Lyndon Dykes or Shea Adams, and it becomes a three-six-one with uh, either Ryan Christie or Stuart Armstrong with John in behind what the the lone striker. You can understand that as well, Andy. Can't you make it difficult against the Spanish? Yeah, and we yeah. should be looking to compete. I mean, we have got some big players there. Andy Robertson's a Champions League winner. Kieran Tierney is just a magnificent player for Arsenal. I know he's not getting a lot of game time at the moment, but. Uh, you've got Scott McTominay as well at, at Man United. We have got some players that have that are really playing at uh, such a high level. Certainly are. We're looking forward to the games. The manager delighted because both are sold out. I have to say it's great that both matches are sold out, are almost sold out. The power of this team to capture the imagination of the Scottish public and we're grateful to the Tartan Army that they're going to be there in numbers and hopefully they can cheer us on to two, two good ones. Stephen, you remember just a few years ago there was uh, we just didn't know what a sellout was. We'd forgotten. No, it's great to hear. Um, I don't think we ever underestimate after seeing those tough times of Hamden looking so bare for for international games. So full credit to Steve Clark, uh, especially I think uh, what he's done with the national teams um, incredible and these group of boys as well. Andy spoke about players around Europe that are always there they, they, in the caps, guys like Andy Robertson. Callum McGregor, they never miss games and uh, you feel as if you've got a nucleus of a, a good team for years to come. Nothing breeds like success though Andy, isn't it? And it's true, they turn up to every game. But there was a period for many years when there were so many call-offs. Yeah, there was and uh, you know, I think you, you had a problem recently with Ryan Fraser, even at his, yeah. even yeah. At his club side, never mind his international side. So um, I don't know what's going on there, but... Um, I can tell you it'll give the whole country a huge boost. Imagine we were to get six points there. Imagine we were to beat Spain. I mean, that would really put us in 
pole position to get to a major tournament, which is what we all want. Mm. We are desperate to uh, just to get back on the big stage. To get to Euros 2024, it's going to be a special tournament. Surely we're going to be there. Andy? Well, here's hoping. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading the stuff earlier about the World Cup and it's going to 12 groups of four mm-hmm. for, what's that, 2026. You'd, you'd need to be really rubbish to miss out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, let's hope we can we can make that too. But first things first, let's uh, get to the Euros. Where is it? In Germany? Yes. A couple yeah. of years, that, yeah. would be, that is just fantastic. Great, great country great to country. go. Do you like Germany? You've Love Germany. Yeah. Loved, I've been to a few games there and uh, it's just, uh, they do it well. It's an absolute treat. Stephen, it could be your end of season party, whatever happens. I mean, I've always wanted to do a, a Euro, Euro Championships or a World Cup and Germany's one of those football countries that you, I mean, it'd be a great one to go to. So um, you never know, I could be retired by then, be able to do the full summer, fall in Scotland. You could be. You he'll could be retiring, he'll be, that medal, he'll be wearing it round his neck, that Scottish <laughs> Cup winner's medal, he'll carry it everywhere. <laughs> Let's go back to the other two teams in the tournament. We've been speaking about you and Inverness. Uh, so, South and Rangers came out, the hat, Rangers came out first. But Ange Postacoglu, before the draw came out, was talking about Celtic on the winning run and how they keep it going. And he's talking about staying focused. That's, that's you know, you've hit the nail on the head if, if we continue the form. And there's always the possibility that you won't if you don't concentrate if you're not disciplined if you don't you know work hard every day and this group does you know credit to them you know it's easy for me to, to sort of talk about these things but they do it you see that you guys see the end product but I see it on a daily basis and that's the whole group the guys who are playing the guys who are not getting minutes um, you know every day they, they, they push each other to be the best they can be and as a consequence of that you know our performances have been really strong and I think are getting stronger I think every week we're, we're looking a stronger and better team I think we're a better team now than we were at the start of the year and we weren't that bad a team at the start of the year so the idea now is you know we've got like I said Hibs next week and you know it's an important game for us particularly at home because then the international break comes and then we can sort of get the head down and, and head for the finish line I don't think you'd like to cross them if you were a player Andy would you? No, and I think he said as much when he talks about how do you keep all the players happy. It's not his job to keep the players happy. It's the players' job to keep him happy, and that would that would be down to the the level of performance, the attitude, the application, and training. And that's the way it should be. I think every every player will appreciate that. No, um, you know, no no standouts. No no one getting any special treatment. You've you've got to be a team player. No favourites. Yeah, uh, he, he seems really ruthless the way he goes about his business and, but he speaks about getting stronger if we were to rewind a year um, all the chat was about if you could get Celtic to the 60 minute mark they would start to run out of legs you look at them now with the changes they can make guys like Matt O'Reilly coming on and they, they just get stronger from 60 minutes onwards and you, the, the way it's going that, that, the way it's going with Ange Postacoglu's Celtic team it's he says, he keeps saying they're going to get better, they're going to get stronger and um, it's hard not to believe him with, with the results he came up with. And spoke about Carl Starfelt, he had an injury? Yeah, he felt the niggle in his hip flexor in the warm-up actually and he, he kind of flagged it really early on in the game but you know, we got him through to half-time but you could see he wasn't moving well. You know, Even in the first half he wasn't his normal self um, so um, so yeah, we made the change but I don't think it's any significant but um, you know, it was good to get Yuki some, some game time and you could see his quality. You know, you know, Again, he's only a young man and uh, I thought he did well when he came on. Yeah, it's quite a conveyor belt, isn't it, uh, Yuki Kobayashi? He's a very, very good footballer, you know. You can see that. He's so calm on the ball. Having a left-sided centre-back is uh, such an asset. And, um, you know, but, you know, again, he's only 22. So as a defender, he's still got a lot to learn. But, he's again, he's he works hard every day. He works hard with, 
we're fortunate we've got John Kennedy in the building who's an outstanding centre-back and he does a lot of work with John every day just to, to be ready for his opportunity. He hasn't had a lot, but he's definitely one we think can, can be a strong contributor you know, between now and the end of the year and, and beyond. And Stephen, they would love to be back in. Well, they probably will be back in the Champions League next year and we see the teams tonight for Man City against RB Leipzig. That is the, that's where you want to be. Yeah, and I know points-wise they, they didn't get what they were looking for, but there's a lot of optimism with the performances in, in the group stage and I think that's a big part of the development of the team can they go and make a mark in that Champions League next year Andy Celtic Europe that's where they can yeah. that's where they can improve um, I mean they want to maintain the level of success which is not easy when you're doing it domestically but uh, you know the game at Hamden against Rangers puts Celtic on track for the potential of uh, a treble but um, I think when you take a step back at the end of the season where can Celtic improve? And it's undoubtedly in Europe where they probably give too many goals away. And um, I, I think it's exciting to think about, you know, getting involved in Europe again and, and see if they can they can do that, see if they can improve. You love those European nights, as ah, so many people do. There's yeah. nothing better. I, I didn't ever take part in a, in a group stage sort of guaranteed game. We My first experience was against Borussia Dortmund at Parkhead and we beat them, but... We, we we beat them narrowly. It was two one. We lost two not two nothing over there. So we were always chasing that uh, that away goal. But playing in Europe uh, is a fantastic experience. It's got to be some end to the season, Rangers. That's seventeen games under Michael Beale. They've lost only one, although it was a crucial one for them. Uh, they won in the cup quarter final at the weekend, three 0 against Wraith Rovers. This was the manager's assessment. Uh, well, we played three games this week, and we faced <clears throat> three different types of challenges. And uh, today, Rafe tried to make the game really difficult by staying in. Uh, what did we have? Eighteen corners, twenty-four shots. I think when the first goal goes in from a corner rope, and the game opens up a bit, it didn't. They stayed disciplined and to their task. So it made for a slow game I think our third game in the week I'd like us to be a little bit sharp in and around the box I thought Borna Barisic put some fantastic crosses in today he needs people to go in there and really challenge but it was a slow game you know it was a lot of niggly injuries in the game and and uh, look I'm just glad we're through to the semi-final you know after the highs of Wednesday we had to go through that one today and the most important thing is a clean sheet, three goals and we move on. And Stephen, in normal circumstances, that's a terrific record, isn't it? 17 games, only one defeat. It's the nature of the city. Um, your second, your last. So any other manager in any other country are thinking what a fantastic start to, to come back to your, to your old club. But he'll, he'll, know, he'll know that performances like Tynecastle performances like Easter Road are, are big for, for giving the players belief and the fans belief that they're moving in the right direction under them Andy you need to do it against Celtic that's the that's the bottom line that's the benchmark and Celtic are top dogs at the moment Rangers I think have been uh, very good under Michael Beale uh, he's certainly brought about an improvement uh, in their play I know that they've They've maybe not won every game the way that uh, they did against uh, Hearts and Hibs at Tynecastle and at Easter Road, but you need to beat Celtic. I mean, they've got three games uh, left against Celtic this season. If they don't win any of them, you, you'll very soon have an inferiority complex, and that's the last thing that Michael Beale will want uh, from his players. Andy Walker, thanks very much for joining Pleasure. us tonight. Enjoy the weekend, and you too, Stephen. It'll be early to bed tonight, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, get another day off tomorrow. So last last day, day of celebration. Zoe Kelly is up next. Thanks, guys. John Hartson and Barry Ferguson here tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms at now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go. 
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 